Welcome to the second edition of Fast Horses and Slow Whiskey. Here again, luckily, with Brian Tracy of Sagamore Spirit, president of Sagamore Spirit. I'm Hunter Rankin, president of Sagamore Farm, Sagamore Racing. Welcome back, Brian. Great to be back. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So we got cut off last time. We were getting ready to talk about the Pegasus World Cup. Have you been to Gulfstream Park? Have you ever been there? I have. Have, Great you, place. have you seen that Pegasus that they built? I, I've only seen the pictures now. I haven't been since they put that, that bad this boy thing, in. I but. saw it uh, last week. I mean, I've been a couple times, but this thing's enormous. Big. Really they big. They had like 300 guys running around that thing for a year and a half or something. That may Is be it a like total a German artist, but made in Asia type thing? I think it was made. I know it has Asian descent. Yeah. I don't really know what that means, but I do know that they that it was a it was hell to build. Uh, thing's huge. It's massive. Yeah. Anyway, so the thing is called the Pegasus World Cup, and uh, it's a very exciting race. It's January 28th. I believe that's a Saturday. Is that right? Saturday? Yeah. Uh, January 20, 28th, and um, Arrogate and California Chrome are going to be running in that race. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. They're supposed to be. As of now. Correct. Um, Arrogate of Breeders' Cup fame. You know, he passed California Chrome in the final 16th of a mile out, out of Santa Anita. Very, very exciting horse race. I don't know if you, you were able to catch that. Yep, we caught that. Yep. And uh, they're they're going to have a little rematch down at Gulfstream Park. That's exciting. No, I think this race is really exciting, what they've, what they've tried to put together here. It's, I, I'm all for it. I hope it's, I hope it's very successful. It's Absolutely. A, it's, an, it's, an ama- it's an interesting idea. It's a really cool concept. Um, it's like a million-dollar yeah. po- poker game. It is. It is. I. Uh, I. I don't even think. Uh, you know. I. I don't know. I don't feel like they've been uh, a lot of promoting it. But uh, people, if they knew about it, I think would get really excited about it. Yeah. The one concern that they have right now is for one of the horses that's supposed to compete in the race, a horse named Gunrunner, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who ran in the Derby, ran well. I think he ran third, and then he's kind of he's kind of danced every dance. He's won, and he finally won a. Uh, I think he won the Clark back at back at Churchill at the Clark Handicap. But really, really good horse. Uh, beautiful chestnut horse. Anyway, Steve Asmussen trains him. He's down at uh, in New Orleans at Fairgrounds. We got into this a little bit last time. We started to get into it. The herpes quarantine. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. So, so um, anyway, they are having an issue there. They've got the whole backside at Fairgrounds quarantined. Uh, no horses in, no horses out. And again, that may be lifted by the time this thing comes out, which would be a great thing for Gunrunner. Yeah. But as of right now, my knowledge is that, that the quarantine is going to last a little while, and they're going to have to make a decision, kind of a drop-dead date of whether they go to that race or whether, or, or whether they, they skip it. That's got to be nerve-wracking for a lot of horse owners. Yeah. Uh, you guys ever dealt with that out here at the farm? No. Uh, there was one close to here up at, I think Parks had one, hmm. Parks Racing up in Philadelphia. What do you do? I mean, you just quarantine? I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know the I don't know the process. I know the that fairgrounds down in New Orleans, they're, they're working like hell to get it, you know, to figure it out. And you got to figure out where it came from, how many horses are infected. You know, it starts out as one barn, and then I think a couple horses... I don't know the exact, but a couple other horses spiked temperatures, so they got worried that it might be mm. 
and the whole backside. So wow. That, yeah, it's a, it's a mess. We should send that crew down there a little whiskey. They could probably use it by now. <laughs> they could. Yeah. They could. All the, the, the whole team. Oh. Are you all in Louisiana yet? We are not. We are not. Is that a tough state or... No, it's an exciting state. I mean, New Orleans, obviously, yeah. they're not afraid to have some fun. Yeah. So uh, it's on the radar. We're not sure the timing behind it, but the big... Please st- drink responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we say, we like to uh, say savor responsibly. Savor so, responsibly. Yep. I know there was so, a savor in there. I tried to quote your all's little, uh, little thing last time, yep. and I, I didn't get it right. What is it? Authentic Maryland, authentic whiskey? Correct. And I was I was going for like saver hours or something like that. Was that part yeah, of the deal? We have some of those on the back of our label. We talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So saver you, hours. you know what you're doing. No, I know exactly what I'm doing. So, uh, but anyway, back to the quarantine. Sad situation for uh, for gun runner. So gun if runner. that horse drops out, do, 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 does that give another person well, a chance I, to any in, or how does I, that work? Again, at this point, they um, they actually I don't believe own a spot in the race, though they're in negotiations probably most likely with people who do own a spot in the race in order to buy buy a spot. How many uh, horses are supposed to be in this race? There's 12 spots. There's 12 people who put up the million dollars. A million dollars each. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's one wow. guy that put up a million dollars. I think he owns like one horse. <laughs> it feels good about it. Yeah. That's great. So That's good. good for him. But he but he doesn't. That, that one horse is not going to run. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know what he's going to do with this spot. He may be talking to the Winchell, Winchell, Ron Winchell, and the Winchell team, uh, along with Three Chimneys Farm owns Gunrunner, who's based at the fairground. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Anyway, right. well, that'll be exciting. Keep our eye on that. Yeah, I, it's, and keep us posted on the quarantine. I will. I will. Um, also, in horse racing news, um, Arrogate's trainer Bob Baffert, um, uh, he lost a big client. Uh, Kaleem Shah, he moved all his horses uh, to Doug O'Neill and to a guy named Art Sherman. Um, mm. That's Baffert rarely rarely loses clients. What do you what, yeah, do, you, what, what do you think about that? Uh, you know, for a guy who's looking on the outside, he may need, some, he may need some whiskey. He might need some whiskey. I, th- I think he's doing just fine. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know. There's some strategic move there that I I wouldn't know or understand. But um, you know, we should send him a bottle. We could totally do that. Are we in California, working on that. Are we? A lot of work in progress. So Florida, Texas, and California, uh, and Illinois are the big, big pushes this year. Already in New York. How do you possibly go about entering a state like Texas? It's just massive. Yeah, uh, you know, you pick kind of a, a one central area, kind of like Dallas. And you, you really, do, do you, you just let there. the distributor? You work with the distributor, and, and, and they kind and, of tell you what to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, work with them logistically on what makes sense, and you know, try not to get spread out too thin. Really, yeah. just try and create a central area, and it really kind of will. Hopefully, you have some success, and a state like that will take some time. Yeah, um, and then it'll kind of uh, have a little ripple effect and kind of pour out to other areas. Eventually, you know, your Austin and Houston's and so forth. Yeah, it's a beautiful morning here at Sagamore Farm. You're listening to Fast Horses, Slow Whiskey. It is. Uh, we're in Studio 1A of Sagmore Farm mm-hmm. with Johnny, the producer. Yeah, this is my favorite studio you have here at the farm. It is nice. It's full of leather-bound books. Mm-hmm. It's great. Absolutely great. It's more of a library. It is a beautiful morning. Um, a little cool, but nice. Absolutely. So what was it like for the horses this morning on the farm? How many are still here? How many are in Florida? What do we got going? Um, 
We've got the, you know, we've got, as we talked about last time, we've got the 20 down down in at Palmetto's, and then we've got a, another 20 or so at Ocala Stud. And by the way, too, we're going to talk to, it's a great show today, we're going to talk to David O'Farrell, who is, um, he essentially runs Ocala Stud, which Ocala Stud, in terms of uh, what they do and how they do it, they're the best in the business. They, they specialize in the um, kind of the, two-year-old yearling to two-year-old program oh that's great and uh and we send all our 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 yearlings to them and they just do a wonderful job and uh so we'll have david on and he'll tell us who our next uh we're we're really going to put him on the spot we need we need answers on on who the our derby winner is we need answers that's right let's do it Uh, can we get him on now uh yeah let's get him on we welcome david o'farrell of ocala stud fame on to Fast Horses, Slow Whiskey, again with Brian Tracy of Sagamore Spirit, Hunter Rankin, Sagamore Farm, David O'Farrell of Ocala Stud. David, how are you? I'm good. How's everybody? Everybody's, everybody's doing well. We were, we were, just, we were just discussing um, the, uh, the herpes um, uh, quarantine, and that, that, that had Brian Tracy a little bit, a little bit concerned. Um, he didn't really understand <laughs> yeah. what that was all about, but... Um, we decided to go ahead and get you on the line to, to turn this conversation around. Um, Sounds good to me. We uh, we wanted to hear a little bit more about you know I've I've told the uh, the audience of of seven or eight now I think we have um, that's listening. Uh, I've told them a little bit about Ocala Stud, what you guys do, what you guys specialize in, and um, you know I obviously been so um, complimentary of of your program. Um, it's such a unique program. You're the only farm out there that really um, does nothing but two-year-olds in terms of auctions and then also in terms of uh, getting horses ready for people like us to uh, to train. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, how it all came about. Uh, you don't have to go on forever because we don't really care that much, but 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 do, do talk a little bit about Ocala yeah, Stud. I'll give you the short story. Yeah. I'll give you the short story. So my family originated in Westminster, Maryland, uh, not far from where you guys are. Go Terps. Go Terps. Um, that's right. And uh, so we, my grandfather, uh, through a group of investors, uh, he, he was told that there was a place that could be for sale in Ocala, Florida in 1956. Uh, there wasn't much going on in Ocala. It was wow. pretty, uh, pretty sparse around here, uh, and it was kind of uncharted territory. Um, so they made the drive down and, and he saw the place and, uh, within, within a few days, uh, moved the whole family to Ocala, Florida, where he, uh, acted as general manager for the new partnership, uh, that started Ocala stud. His name was, Um, his name was Joe Davis, is that right? Or his name was Joe. Yeah. Yeah, His name was Joe. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was a go-getter. He was, he was one that was, uh, he was he was very aggressive. wanted to, wanted to grow the operation, and and he started fast and and uh, built built up a pretty impressive uh, facility in a short period of time. He brought a stallion. That the one catalyst for the farm was a, a horse named Rough and Tumble uh, that he was able to acquire to stand stud and at the family farm in Westminster. Uh, he brought him down to Ocala and. Uh, fortunately, uh, that that stud produced a champion in his first crop, uh, named My Dear Girl, which would go on to uh, be a, a very important broodmare. Um, so the farm got off to a, a very fortunate 
uh, lucky start, and and he just continued to, um, you know, push push it along from there, and and um, you know we've just been extremely fortunate to stand the test of time and continue to work, and and uh, it's been a good program, and the, the horse business has been really good to us. Yeah, and 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 it's it truly is a family, um, you know, operation. You have your dad, obviously Mike, who's still still involved. Your brother Joe. Um, who uh you know kind of he does he's kind of whatever the CFO of the of the farm right yep that's correct but uh it's a it's 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 a family operation and i told brian in the last um little segment but it's one of those places that you really you really want to you really want to see there's no uh there's no frills uh it's uh by the way too you got to do something about this gear down there they they Brian, they've got these. Um, it's vintage. It's vintage. It's vintage. <laughs> they, they've got these um, these jackets. They're yeah. now coming back in style. Well, there you go. I mean, they, you know, if you hold on to it long enough, it does work again. It does. These things are kind of that. Uh, that what, what would you call that material, David? It's like that sheer. Um, Maybe wh- like a sateen. Yeah, you know? sateen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. It's, it's kind of bright. And it's it's, it's bright, of, bright uh, green. They might actually yeah. be trendsetters now. No, they are. They are. Yeah. There's actually so, yeah, good for them. some of that UAS product. There's a there's a jacket like that in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's that great. Old, it's got the really good old school elasticity. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the latest fashion trends, you know, they're starting to they're, they're starting to um, come back out with the elastic around the ankles and and the wrists, and you know, so we had some that going on there too. So you know, those things are coming back into play. And, yeah. Well, uh, Ocala the, Stud. The, 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 the good thing about Ocala Stud is that 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 operation never goes out of style. We uh, and we're so happy and proud to have horses with you guys. Um, you know, it's as I said earlier, it's uh, it's an outfit, you guys, that um, you only do one thing really, and that's two year olds uh, through Ocala. You know, they you all sell in Ocala. Uh, you don't sell anywhere else really, uh, and you you don't race hardly ever. Um, everything goes to, goes to sell and, uh, and you've built such a great following in the business for, uh, you know, building and, and developing quality racehorses. Um, and, and that's why, you know, we chose, um, you guys for, for our, for our yearling to two-year-old program. And, and this is the second year. We think we've got a pretty good crop. Let me ask David yeah, yeah, one go question ahead. too. On. You know, Hunter can't stop talking about how uh, how highly he thinks of your guys' operation down there. Can you help uh you know maybe the listeners explain to us you know why you think you've had the success you've had? Well, you know, I think the main reason is we've just uh you know, we haven't tried to to change our philosophy a whole lot. You know, we try to raise horses the right way. We try to stick to what we do best. Uh we try to take the best care of the horse. We're not you know, we, we, we keep our, our facility is old. Um, there's no question. Uh, we've been working it for a long time. Um, you know, it, it might not be the most state-of-the-art facility, but we keep it neat. Um, and, and we really focus on the horses. We're not, we're not interested in trying to have the best landscaping on our farm. We're trying to, to, to really put the, the value and the time into the horses. That's great. Um, and, and, you know, we are, program is to breed and sell two-year-olds um you know we've never deviated from that program uh we don't like to to overthink things um you know we we kind of come out and say this is what we do and 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 um you know we uh we embrace that 
and we feel very fortunate to be able to compete in today's world and a business that has changed uh, over the course of the years. Uh, it's gotten more competitive, and it's kind of evolved. Our market with two-year-old sales, um, you know, it's really grown. Uh, I think um, over the past 10 years, two-year-old sales have really become in, in uh, favor, and they're, they're more in vogue now than ever, and it's gotten very, very competitive. Uh, but we've we've been able to uh, still compete with our homebreds, and we feel very fortunate to do so. Oh, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. That's neat. It sounds like you got a real niche market, and and uh, I like it. I mean, we kind of take a uh, I don't know if a similar approach is the right thing, but you know, we don't do a lot of spirits at, at Sagamore Spirit. We don't make vodkas and gins and and all these things. We do rye whiskey, and that's it. And kind of like you guys, you know, really try and specialize in one thing and do it really well. So I applaud that. Yep. That's great. They're like the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, it, like continuity. They they do the same thing every year. They win every year. It's like you know you, they they don't switch around coaches all the time. They don't do this. They don't they don't do anything crazy. It's just like this is what we do. We do it really really well. I, I'd be careful complimenting the Steelers in the Baltimore area, but uh, <laughs> I'm not from Baltimore. I, I'm just saying I'd be careful of that. I'm not from Baltimore. I know, but if you know, they know where you live. Well. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's get to our let's get to our horses, David. What, what's what's uh, give us some give us some thoughts on on our our horses that we have down there and and how they match up against um, you know I know you haven't done a whole lot with them yet, but how they match up against um, you know the the rest of your all's crop and and uh, maybe some picks too. Well, first of all, we're extremely fortunate to work with Sagamore and 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 have the opportunity to to be a part of their process and, and train their horses. Um, the ones that uh, were purchased out of yearling sales came directly to us where we started the early training process, the breaking process, as it's called. Um, and then also uh, Horacio and, and his team up in Maryland uh, got started and, and broke some of the yearlings, uh, the homebreds that Sagamore had raised on the farm. Um, so, and those eventually came to us when the weather started to turn uh, up there. Um, a big advantage for training here in Ocala is the weather. Uh, we can train every day. We train every day. Mm-hmm. We don't miss. Uh, the horses are athletes. Wow. They can't afford to miss consecutive days. Um, so uh, we feel very fortunate to work with Sagamore and, and help them uh, with the process and, and uh, you know, try and develop a really nice crop for them. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. We're gonna get that horse too. We're gonna get that really good one. I think it's, it's gonna. gonna happen. It's, gonna, it's happen. gonna happen. We say that all the time. It's yeah. gonna happen. And and I'll tell you, um, it's a extremely nice crop. I feel very fortunate and honored to be able to wake up every day and go watch Sagamore horses train. Um, I, I'm really excited for this group. Uh, obviously, in our business, you can't get too excited too early. Um, you know, you have to temper your expectations, but. This is, is there this a derby winner on the farm? Is there is there a derby winner on the farm, Dave? That's what well, <laughs> you know, I, I would I would I would love to think so. It's happened before. Uh, we've had a few derby winners in the past. Yeah, what Street um, Sense and who know, else? Street Sense and Unbridled. Unbridled, yeah. Um, and then you could go way back to Carrie Back, who yeah. won the 1961 Derby, but that's well beyond my years. And um, I tell you, yeah. it's a, it's a solid bunch. It of It sounds like it's about time. Street Sense was a while ago. It's a it's about time. It's about time. You know, everything kind of comes 
in waves that it comes and goes in waves and you know we're, we're getting ready to hit hit that uptick where uh the waves coming and um you know we we uh we're, we're very hopeful and um i think we've got the crop to to really make something happen so david uh, just more has got a really good group of horses uh colts phillies they've got a good mix of homebred uh horses that were purchased at the yearling sale this year and we just couldn't be more excited about it uh you know we're not trying to see how fast they can go at this point we're just trying to build their foundation um and get them ready for Horacio. but they do they do reach a point where they start to separate themselves and some of them some of them look the part act the part um you know it's no different it's no different than sizing up an individual a person who walks into a room you can you and i'm sure at uh at under armor when the athletes come into town um even if if, if i'm sure they recognize who's walking in the door but uh, if you didn't know who they were you could probably size them up and because of their athleticism uh you know at first glance um you know people get a pretty good idea of who's got it and who doesn't and it's the same thing with horses not all horses are equal um some of them look the part and some of them don't um but that's that's uh that's something that i think with sagamore's crop this year they all have the potential to be something well that's great that's great tell us a little bit about too david when 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 do when do you start to find out you know when when do you uh when do you really start to test them against one another and, and, and you start to separate them a little bit to say, you know, this one's better than that one, all that kind of stuff? Well, you know, again, it's a slow process. We're, we're doing a lot of galloping. We're just trying to build the foundation and, and you know, get them fit and ready to do more. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to ask them to do a little bit more one day a week, one day per week, um, usually on a Saturday. Uh, we'll let them them open gallop. We'll let them them. We'll ask them for a little more run, um, but try and keep them well within themselves. Themselves. So each week we'll try and give them a little more. You want them crying for more. You, you know, you, they get to a point where you can't let them get bored. They have to they have to keep interested, but you can't also do too much. You kind of want to tease them, and and you want them on. You want them feeling good and wanting to do more. Uh, but but still relaxed. Uh, it's just a slow process. You have to know your horse, um, and you don't want to bring them along too quickly, and you don't want to bring them along too slowly. So you have to. You, you have it's a balance between doing too much and too little. Uh, but sooner or later, uh, you put them you put them in together. You try and match them up as you would athletes, uh, as to who might be a good uh, competition for for the other, and and you. Uh, see who who keeps up and uh, who gets the better of the two Um, but you know typically good horses want to do it good horses train themselves Um, you know they're they're uh, they're push button as they say Uh, you know they don't require a whole lot of 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 real training you know good horses can can sometimes uh, train themselves and they come forward and and it's it's very noticeable yeah, the ones that There's just a lot of subtleties. There's a lot of subtleties in, in training that um, you know a lot of people that that aren't around horses or not real familiar with with thoroughbreds, uh, they would never know. Uh, but if you're if you're watching horses train every day, and and you're a part of the process, uh, there's little subtleties that you pick up on that indicate whether a horse has quality uh, or 
you know, may may be a little more of a project. That's really interesting, David. So, and tell us too, uh, kind of last question before we get into our little. Are we going to play? We'll play three diamonds. Yeah, we, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, last question before we get into that, but tell us about George George Burroughs, and he's been there um, the better part of four years, I guess. I you you know exactly, but he he's been with Ocala Stud a long, long time. Um, really good man. I would I would I would love to be able to hear his voice every morning um because it it just makes me happy but um he's a good man and he's a really really good um really good gauge of not only talent but just really good horsemen and uh so tell us a little bit about George and and kind of his role there at the farm best horse in the barn absolute best horse in the barn he George Burroughs has been with us for 39 years now um I said know, 40 that's pretty good Nassau, Bahamas. yeah wow. that's that was close he he um I tell you, it's hard to imagine Ocala Stud without George Burroughs. He's he's a big, he's an integral part of our operation uh, from a training and sales standpoint. Um, you know, he's just uh, he's he's been here. Uh, he knows the program. He knows the horses. He knows he knows how to develop young horses. Um, and he's a terrific salesman. On top of that, he's a great person to be around. Um, you know, he's had a staff. His staff underneath him has been with him a long time. A lot of our key employees. And you know they're just a well-oiled machine. Continuity. And George is a lot of fun. He's, he's a lot of fun. He's uh, you know he keeps he keeps the horses happy. Um, you know he he gives attention to detail, and we're just very fortunate that that he's a a big part of the family. He's like the Bill Cower, the Mike Tomlin in the group. He is. He is. He's, he's <laughs> the Jim Harbaugh. Right. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not even a Steelers fan. But, <laughs> But you're not making fans right now. I've always, I, I've always kind of, you know, our farm, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's got a lot of history. Um, you know, there are, there's fancier places, but the way I can, you, you know, the kind of the way that that I can make an analogy for our farm is is through Fenway Park. You know, mm. uh, Fenway Park is not is is far and away. Um, you know, it's not even close to being one of the nicest ballparks, but everybody likes it for the history and the mystique and, you know, it's got character. And I think, you know, our farm kind of has the same, the, the same feel to it. Um, I knew you'd like you know, it. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is my Fenway Park. And I know I'm a little biased, but you know, it's, it, it, this is, you know, this is kind of my Fenway. We like things that have character. I'll tell you that. So, uh, I got to get down there and check it out. Uh, I'm dying to see your place. Sounds good. Come on down anytime. So, so David, we're gonna we're gonna do. Oh, and I'd be remiss too if I didn't mention you all. You all have a, a, a stallion operation as well with what nine or ten stallions. A couple new ones this year: Jess's Dream and uh, maybe another one or two. Um, but uh, it's a full service operation, uh, and uh, they nobody does it better in any way than Ocala Stud. So, uh, appreciate you guys' partnership, David. But um, we're gonna we're running out of time here, so. We're gonna do. We haven't even gotten to picks yet. We didn't get any. Picks. Oh yeah, we, I, give us give us one horse. Give us one horse. That's well. That was that was one of the questions. So we're gonna we're gonna play. Um, we're gonna play three diamonds. This is a game we call three diamonds. It's three questions, and uh, then we'll let you off, and you can go back to back to Dreamer's point there and train the horses. Sounds good. So the uh, first question is, who is the Derby winner 
out of this Sagamore crop. And you can you can pick an Oaks winner too if you want to pick a Philly. Well, I'm going to go with the Oaks winner. Uh, the Oaks winner is going to be the uh, Tisnow, uh, the Tisnow Philly. Um, salty Strike. She's, salty Strike. She's a very athletic Philly. Yeah, I you know for me, uh, I think that the Malibu Moon Philly out of all for these going to do her damage earlier. Um, you know, I think she's going to have a tremendous amount of success as a two-year-old. Uh, but I, I just see that Tisnow Philly maturing into a really good three-year-old um, and and winning the Oaks. It's exciting. You know, going to ride around. So, uh, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's so you, you so you're going you're going Salty Strike, which is the dam of um, of this horse. The, none of these horses have been named yet. We'll name those horses coming up soon at yep. the distillery, actually. Yep. Um, but uh, the uh, you're, you're saying the Tisnow Salty Strike over the uh, Malibu Moon all for the correct? That's correct. Well, we're going to hold you to that. Yep. Next question no is de- next question is David. Have you tried the rye? Sagamore rye. Sagamore I have rye. tried the rye. I have tried the rye. I had the the good fortune of being able to uh, be a part of the the Preakness Hospitality Weekend and. Uh, I had my Which your team your team rye. won the game. I brought you up here and tempo bus unbelievable. The trophy. Uh, unbelievable. We won the cash, and and I had plenty of rye to celebrate. So <laughs> uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the rye. Uh, I came home with a with a belly full of it and a pocket full of cash. So, uh, <laughs> That's great. So uh, I I love the rye. Uh, very good, very good. The good only, to hear. The only the only problem I have is I'm down here and I can't I can't buy it in Florida. That's the only problem. I it's have. it's it's coming soon, David. It, it, I think it. I think in the next little. Yeah, while. we're working on trying to get down here. Uh, uh, I think uh, there's a Sally truck coming down this way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure something out. We'll put, a, we'll put a pallet on there. Yeah, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> but we should be there. To, uh, hopefully by February. Just, yeah, just make sure you order a box stall. Yeah, box stall. We we, we can get a box. full pallet in a box no stall. Stall and a half. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, and then the third question: favorite horse uh, of all time. Favorite horse of all time? That's that's a really good question. That's a hard question. Um, you know, I think for me, not not uh, okay. Let, and let's go away from the Ocala stud horses. We've already talked about those. Now, you can't okay. pick Street Sense and carry back in these ones. Why not? Right. Well, he can't. Right. No, he I can't. Mean, yeah, I mean, if he, if his heart says well, no, you can't. Let's let's go. Just my my favorite horse. Yes. Um, the horse that I enjoyed to watch the most. I make the rules. And, you know, I would yeah. have to say American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh. Mm. American Pharaoh. Yeah. yeah because, his, his first baby you know, was born I, just recently. I saw that. I saw that at Brooktail. That's, that's, uh, so he's off and running. Um, you know, it's, it's exciting to see his foals. I'm, I, I'm a Pharaoh fan. Me too. Uh, you know, I watched his first start. We had a horse that, that ran third named Calculator. Actually, that was Pharaoh's second start. Um, and we bred a horse named Calculator. That turned out to be a pretty nice horse, but uh, Pharaoh beat our horse by six lengths uh, and did it easily. So I, you know, early on, um, I followed him closely um, and knew what a talent he was. Uh, and then, you know, what he did in the Triple Crown was was nothing short of phenomenal. And then to go win the Breeders' Cup Classic at Keeneland, uh, I was there for that, and that that really cemented the deal for him to be one of the all-time greats to beat older horses. Uh, it's a huge feather in the cap, and um, you know I think that uh, that horse, to me, to stand to, to stand up to the training, to ship around, to sh- run on short rest, 
uh, to show up every time, every time, even when he was defeated in the Travers, he ran a hell of a race. Um, you know, to me, he, he's the horse that, uh, that sticks out and the horse that I, uh, had a hard time pulling against. Yeah. He's a special, he's a special horse. Uh, we're going to breed to him this year. We didn't breed to him last year, but we have a mare called walk with a purpose. We're going to breed her to American Pharaoh. So that'd be kind of fun. That'd be great. Yeah. David, we, uh, dream big. yeah, that's right. Dream big. We'll, that that horse will be going to Dreamers Point in a couple of years, three years from now, two years from now. Um, David, we we appreciate everything. Appreciate you coming on and um, continued success, obviously uh, through this year with the sale program, and then uh, keep working on getting uh, getting that Derby winner and that Oaks winner for us. We need it. We need it really bad. <laughs> we'll try our best, and and it was great. It was great talking with you guys, and uh, appreciate being on the show. All right, thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks, David. Thanks, thanks David. All right, good guy, huh? Great guy. Yeah, really good guy. Passionate, obviously. Like, I mean, yeah, lives and breathes and lives for one thing. Totally. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all. That's all yeah. Uh, phenomenal. Great. I could listen to him all day. Yeah, he's he's great. He came up for Preakness, and we referenced it in the call there. But he, uh, you know, he he took the we we played this game on Preakness Day in the tent, and he took this thing so seriously, and he ended up winning. I, I yeah, I lost money to him. Yeah. I, Anyway, that so he again. may not be invited. He, back. he might have a little bit more in, uh, information on horses than than the average Joe, uh, which might does. be why he was successful that day. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to stack the deck against him. Yeah, that'd year. be great. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thanks to David. Thanks to everyone for uh, for tuning in. Obviously, fast horses, slow whiskey. Again, you can follow us uh, at Sagamore Racing at Sagamore Spirit on Twitter. Uh, all the social media platforms will be uh, will be carrying this little show, I think, and then you can download it on iTunes. We will uh, we'll we'll see you guys next time. Again, we're gonna try to get uh, we're gonna try to get Sean McDonough on before uh, the Super Bowl if we can. If not, we'll just recap the Super Bowl with him. But I think Johnny's available to come in and do a do a show late January. Whiskey tasting. Yeah. Oh yeah. While riding horses. We should do it late afternoon. I think Johnny works though. I think he's got a he he's got a he's actually got a job. Okay. He's, this is not his job. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you so much. Fast horses, slow whiskey. Brian Tracy, president of Sagamore Spirit, Hunter Rankin, Sagamore Farm. Thank you all so much. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you.